ready to have the most fun you ever had with an electronic device. I don't think they're going to win. I agree. Yeah, they won't. They're not going to win. It's just ridiculous. We're fans. We're fans. All right, everybody, welcome out to the Logger Room. It is Wednesday when we're recording this, September 23rd, 2020. Folks, this podcast will be live by noon on Thursday, September 24th, 2020. Uh, This is the first sports podcast of the Logger Room. I want to thank everybody for listening to it on uh, our website here, loggerroom.com, L-A-G-E-R-R-O-O-M.com. And, of course, all of our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of our social media, which is at The Logger Room. Uh, all the same. With me today is none other than the maestro himself, Radio Pete. Say hi, Radio Pete. Hi, Radio Pete. There he is. That joke never gets old. That joke never gets old. No matter how many times we do it, it never gets old. Never uh, gets new either. It doesn't get any newer at all. No, not at all. Um, and folks, uh, once again, uh, Harry Lugnuts, uh, the third in our triumphant, uh, could not be with us tonight. He got tied up in a meeting. He will be with us next week and maybe even before, but he will not be in this podcast. Although we will make mention of him several times and he will be doing picks later. More on that later in the show. I'm currently drawing a humorous caricature of him as we speak. I think that's an awesome idea, and I think we should put it up on the website, or at least on Facebook and Instagram. We'll put it up. It should take me about two weeks to finish, but then we'll put it up. Absolutely. Now, is that based on his? Uh, is it based on his profile picture on our website, on the host's page of the website, or is it based on your conceived, preconceived notion of what he actually looks like? Well, I want to base it largely on his demeanor, tone of voice, the things he says, uh, but we haven't been on a podcast yet. So I'm going to just do a rough outline now based on what I imagine uh, he looks like. And then once we uh, have some conversation, I guess I'll see if we do the podcast, I'll have to keep my eyes closed so I don't look at him. There you go. Well, maybe he could wear a mask. He can wear the mask. He can wear the mask. Yeah. Uh, so then that's, yeah. So the caricature is going to be based on what he says and how he says it and sort of that, uh, that sort of thing. Very interesting. All right. That works for me. Well, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Um, this is definitely, uh, this past weekend was definitely an interesting weekend. It was week two of the NFL season. Um, we, a uh, lot, lot of, lot, lot, of, lot of bad things happened this weekend. A lot of bad things uh, just a horrible play around the league, a horrible play with, uh, with our teams, mine and, and Radio Pete's team, uh, himself. Um, and, uh, it's just, uh, a horrible what has happened with all these injuries. It's, it's, it's insane. I don't think there, there's never been in the history of the NFL, there's never been a weekend that, that saw this many, uh, this many, not this many injuries, but this many severe injuries. Um, season-ending injuries, if you will. Um, have any have any comment on that, Pete? Well, I was going to ask you, actually, if you feel like it has something to do with the fact that we're in the middle of a pandemic and uh, teams had no preseason. And uh, are, you, you know, I, I would think guys are in shape, of course, but in shape and game shape are two different things. So how much of that is the cause of these injuries? Because otherwise it's an ama- just an amazing number of coincidences. And uh, I guess, you know, they're, uh, they're big names. And of course, they're, I, I guess you would say, well, they're big names. We, we know their names because they get hurt and it's all over the news. So we know them. But I mean, these are stalwart players, linchpin players for the teams. Uh, not, you know, some guy who blew out his ACL who's on the kickoff coverage team. Uh, you know what I mean? These are, these are, these are frontline. These are the best, the, the, the one and two best running backs, arguably in the NFL right the, now. The, the two best running backs in the NFL are out one for the season, one for four to six weeks minimum. And it's, it's insane to think that. And, and 
one of the best defensive linemen in the uh, in the uh, in the NFL. Um, and, and more, I mean, it's just, it, it, the list goes on and on. Uh, I, I tend to agree with you. Uh, it, I, I think it honestly does have something to do, uh, not necessarily with the pandemic and, and any, uh, anything like that, but specifically with the fallout from the pandemic and, and the lack of a preseason and the lack of a, a sufficient, uh, and efficient, um, training camp. It's it, it definitely I, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said game shape. Yes, of course they're in shape. They're all in shape. They always stay in shape. Uh, you know they're they're multi million dollar uh, players uh, and 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 of course that's their craft. They're gonna they're gonna stay in shape so they can be able to get into game shape. But they weren't able to get into game shape. And yeah, uh, I I would say that you know with, with fingers crossed and and uh, a little bit of luck. Uh, over the next couple of weeks, uh, we'll see a downtrot on the uh, injury list, but uh, you know that doesn't that doesn't help with what has already happened. Um, you know the list goes on and on. I mean, Nick Bosa from the 49ers defensive end, just he's torn ACL. He's out for the season. Saquon Barkley, uh, you know, Giants running back, torn ACL, out for the season. Um, Christian McCaffrey, Carolina Panthers running back, high ankle sprain. He's out four to six weeks minimum. Uh, I'm sure they'll try and rush him back. I'm sure he's going to want to play next week, but <laughs> it's a high ankle sprain. Who knows what that happens? Drew Locke, he's got a shoulder injury. Uh, and the list goes on and on. What, uh, Cortland Sutton, both Drew Locke and Cortland Sutton uh, from the Denver Broncos. Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, she's so talking to quarterback, uh, starting quarterback and frontline one receiver. And Cortland Sutton's out. He's torn ACL. He's out for the season. Uh, you know, Drew Locke may be back uh, with a little lucky will. Um, I don't know what the uh, the prognosis on how severe it is. It's a sprained AC joint. I haven't heard uh, any timetable for him. I haven't heard any timetable for him either. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, high ankle sprain. Right, Garoppolo is the one I was trying to remember. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, if you're, man, you lose Garoppolo and Bosa, <laughs> you know, you, you've got to feel cursed. You know, it's almost you know, the, the the 49ers lose Garoppolo and Bosa, and they the 49ers also lost uh, another uh, defensive lineman. Yeah, it, it's it's unusual. To, I mean, you you would you would think. I mean, strictly speaking, you would say, well, they haven't played preseason games, so they ought to be, you know, so they're not beat up from that. But let's face it, the starters don't play that much for any of those games, particularly in the you know if you have four preseason games. Uh, or, or I get four or five or whatever it is. They, they don't play very much, certainly in the last couple. Sure, sure. You know, uh, last game they maybe play a quarter, right? Then all your scrubs are in because they don't want guys to get hurt. So you think, well, you know, they're, they're even fresher now because they haven't played any downs, they haven't played any games. But I think there's, I, I it's it's almost an intangible. It's like you got to get beat up a little bit. You got to have contact. You got to, you got to have contact. A lot of what they're saying about you know some of these teams is they're like some teams are able to maybe train a little bit better or maybe uh, if they're more experienced, but you just you can't go out there. Some of these teams didn't really have even practices where they were really hitting. And how do you get ready to go? You know, how do you get ready to crank up and go into a game where you're then expected to just turn it on, go full speed? Everybody's fast, everybody's big, everybody's strong, and it's like you've been playing touch. For the past month and a month and a half, yeah. And now all of a sudden, bodies are banging together, and uh, yeah, you're you're not physically ready. You, you haven't gotten warmed up, so to speak. It's like a, a a boxer who you know goes into the ring. You look at these guys; they're warmed up, they're sweating, they're ready to go. You know, they're not walking in there cold. It's not a matter. You know, they don't just stretch out the old biceps. You want to get warmed up. Same thing with football. You want to get hitting. You want to have contact. You want to be ready, and uh, being unable to do that, you'd have to think that would have something to do with these injuries. And it will be interesting to see if, as the weeks go on, that we will not. And then it could just be coincidence too, but we will see sort of a, a dropping of the number of injuries as these guys kind of get warmed up and get into game shape. Intuitively, it doesn't really make sense, 
but it's, I think it's kind of an intangible. You just, you got to get out. You got to be hit. You, you got to be hit. You get out there and do it for, for the money. You can't be hit by your own lineman. You can't be hit by your own team. Your, 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 your own offense, starting offense, can't be hit by your own starting defense. And I, I know well, it's, 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 it's a little bit of a replacement for it, but it doesn't replace it. It's just not the same thing. Um, you definitely need that intangible. You need that. You need to get hit. Uh, and even if it is only one series or two series or one quarter during the, you know, four preseason games each, it's, it's, it, it means a lot. I think, uh, I, I think it is uh, uh, definitely, definitely a factor. I mean, it, it, yeah, it could just be a really horribly bad coincidence that all of this happened on the same day. But uh, I definitely think that it has something, uh, albeit maybe not everything, but something to do with that. I think it's a factor. It's definitely. Uh, Solomon Thomas, by the way, is the other uh, defensive uh, yeah, defensive lineman. Plus, they also lost Raheem Mostert, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's out for, for a bit with, uh, uh, yeah. you know, the, the, the 49ers yeah. just got decimated. I mean, any— What a uh, horrible day to, to be a 49er fan. Bad. I mean, you know, you're, you're, in the, <laughs> you're in the Super Bowl last year. You know, first time in what seven years, and you lost it, and and uh, and then uh, you know haven't won a Super Bowl in twenty five years. Half a dozen players down in week two. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you're not feeling as a Giant fan. You're not feeling too sorry for. I'm him. not feeling too sorry. I mean, I feel really bad for Saquon. You know, said it before. Uh, uh, you know, all the best to Saquon. Uh, hope uh, you know. Hope you uh, you come back. You're he's he's a young guy. He's going to come back. Yeah. We'll see you next year. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, the, the team is in a rebuilding period. They weren't doing anything this year. The Giants weren't going anywhere this year. Maybe, you know, uh, for, for, you know, what, 11 wins in the last or 12 wins in the last uh, uh, three years. Uh, they weren't going anywhere this year. It's a rebuilding year. They're, they're, they're a year or two away. If, if there was a year, if he had to get hurt, this was the year for him to get hurt, you know? Um, I, I wish he didn't have to get hurt. I'm sure he obviously he wishes he didn't have to get hurt. No one wishes anybody has to get hurt. But um, bottom line is, you know, he'll he'll get the surgery. He'll he'll come back stronger, and the team around him hopefully will be well. Not hopefully, there'll be another year closer to gelling, and and hopefully good things will happen next year. We'll see what happens. But that brings me to the other team in the uh, Meadowlands uh, in MetLife Stadium. What's going on with the Jets, Pete? Oh, I, well, you're using the word team there previously. Uh, they're terrible. They're the Jets. Um, before I get to the Jets, I'll just say this about Saquon. Um, this is year three, right? This is year three for Saquon, yes. <sighs> we know what the general lifespan of a running back is. Yep. You, know, you can say all the average, what the average is like five years or something like that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, those guys that go a lot longer than that. Sure. You can't. You just don't have that many years to waste because no. you never know what's going to happen. And no. the rookie contract is what five years? Rookie contract's five years. So yeah. So you got two more years after this, and you don't know how Daniel Jones's development is going to be without Saquon. It's going to be a lot tougher. He's going to be. He's going to be throwing the ball all the time, which maybe apparently he was going to throw the ball all the time anyway. So, but you don't. You just. You don't have. You don't have too many years to waste. And if they don't, you know. They've got to get it together and do something because Saquon may not want to stay. This is true. This is true. Um, yeah, and to be honest with you, if, if if I were him and he came back and he goes through his fourth and his fifth year and and he's he's playing at the level he's playing at and and they're still nowhere near, uh, you know what? I, even as uh, you know, bleeding blue as I do, I'd be out of there. And you couldn't blame you couldn't blame him for it. You know? No, no, no you, I would. I mean, look, the book is. Promising things for Daniel Jones, I'll say that. But the book is still open on him. Yeah. And this is only his second year. He's still got growing to do. And you have to make sure that he's not going to start to develop those bad habits, like his counterpart uh, on the uh, gangrene there mm-hmm. is going to do now. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you couldn't – if they, they don't get it together, you couldn't blame Saquon for walking. No, no, you couldn't. You couldn't. As as far as Daniel Jones goes, just, just make mention – uh, I've said it before, obviously not on this podcast, but um, he, to me, um, is Eli Manning. He, he, he's Eli Manning. I mean, with, with, with a twist, obviously, he's much, much, much more mobile than Eli Manning ever was. Yeah. But, uh, but other than that, as, as a quarterback himself, he's, he's Eli Manning. And what I mean by that, I don't mean that I, I think Eli Manning was a great quarterback, and I do think Eli Manning is going to be in the Hall of Fame. But um, 
And that's another story for another day, another debate. Mr. No, we'll bring other people in on that one. But regardless of that, what I mean by that is Eli Manning played at an elite level for most of the 16 years that he played. But when he played well, it was because he had people around him. When you put the people around him, he played at a ridiculously high level. And I think you're going to see the same thing with Daniel Jones. That's what I mean by that. Uh, that's where I'm going with that. I don't know how you feel about that, but that's that's my take on it. You you give him a solid brick wall. You know, you give him what Eli had back in 07, back in 2011, um, in front of him. You give him the, the the weapons that he already has. I mean, you know, Darius Slayton has emerged to be an amazing wide receiver. Um, Sterling Shepard's no slouch, but he's got to stay healthy. Uh, same thing goes for Evan Ingram. Um, Golden Tate, hey, he's coming back from an injury, and he's 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 on the he's on the downside of thirty. Yeah, how many but, more years are you going to get out of Golden Tate? How many years? Yeah, exactly. They have him after this year. They have him for another two. I think they had a four-year contract last year on him. But they've always had the weapons around him, and of course Saquon. That goes without saying. But um, you give him the line in front of him. You give him a little more time, so that he doesn't have to worry about that ball control, and he doesn't have to worry about being the turnover machine that he has become in the last you know, year and change since he's been there. Um, and you give him a defense that actually stops the other team from scoring once in a while so that they can actually win some games. And and you have Eli Manning, basically. The, in the, an Eli Manning that's mobile. An Eli Manning that's mobile. That's my take on it anyway. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I think he's got I think he's got skills. He's, I think he's got the tools to succeed. you got to give him a better line, though. Uh, I heard somebody on the radio talk the other day, and they were saying, when's the last time the Giants had a great offensive line, a really great offensive line? And it's been a long time. Yeah, oh, oh, 07, they um, had a really great – I mean, nothing beats yeah, the offensive line. Nothing that's beats the offensive time. line that they had back in the 80s and early yeah. 90s. And I'm Jumbo Elliott and, and, and Roberts and everybody else back then. But, but that's one of the nice things about Daniel Jones is that he does have that mobility. Right. So, But you got to give him a little bit more – than he's got now. And, you know, look, as far as the end of that, what was it, the interception against Pittsburgh in week one, you know, right, right in the end of the game, you know, that's a still second-year guy is going to make those kind of mistakes. If you're a Giant fan, you should be happy because I think he's, he's, he's definitely – I think he is your quarterback of the future. Yeah, no, he, he is. Forget about whether he was the right place to draft him or not, right? you know, they should have waited or whatever. I think he's good. Give him a, give him a better line, improve the line, and he's, he's got some tools around him. And I think you'll be happy with. Him. Look, if he's Eli Manning and he gets you a couple Super Bowls, you'll <laughs> nobody's signed for that right now. Nobody's complaining. I'll sign off on that right now. I'll sign off on that right now. All right, Gangrene. Uh, they're absolutely horrible. They've got a coach that doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Uh, their star offensive back is hurt and is gone after this season anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're going to ruin um, Sam Donald, who probably could be a good quarterback. And he might uh, walk if they don't trade him at the end of his contract. If they don't trade him before that, he'll mm-hmm. go somewhere else and get the support and the help that he needs yep. and probably turn into a pretty decent quarterback. If he stays with the Jets, they'll just ruin him. Same old, same old. What else can you say? They're terrible from top to bottom. Nobody knows what the hell they're doing there as far as the, the, the people running the you know from, from ownership. I don't know what Adam Gase... <laughs> sprayed in the room when he went into the interview, some sort of magic dust that made people believe in him. I don't, maybe, you know, he might have been by at that introductory press conference, and maybe he pulled out a fatty and smoked it with the Johnsons, and then they, and they were like, yeah, man, I, I love this guy. Who knows what the hell happened for him to get that job and to get control of the team, but he's just horrible. Yeah, he's absolutely I mean, you horrible. Can't, you you just you can't be this bad now. Yeah, absolutely. Not at this point. If this, if he had, if this was his first year, <laughs> or he'd been out of coaching for five years or something like that. Okay, shaking off the rust. Right. Got to get. No, this is this is not your your first rodeo. It's not your first team. We know what happened with your first team. Mm-hmm. He's got a reputation he doesn't deserve. I think we talked about this during the, the first uh, teaser. You know, what did he ever do? He had one good season in Miami, and all of a sudden people are thinking he's a guru and he's the quarterback whisperer. I don't think he's done anything to deserve the reputation. So he talked a good game, and uh, like I said, the uh, magic fairy dust or whatever it is he did to sell himself, 
He did an amazing job, but he seems out of his element. And the people that hired him and run the team and own the team, his last name of Johnson, uh, the Clueless. 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 Absolutely Clueless. I completely agree with Clueless. I mean, to be quite honest with you, I, I don't understand what Chris Johnson or anybody else in that organization was thinking hiring Adam Gase. And you know what? Peyton Manning's uh, endorsement of him or not, to me, Peyton Manning's endorsement of him wouldn't have, would have, maybe have gotten him the job as quarterback's coach. So I don't understand what they were thinking hiring him for, for that well, role. Just refresh my memory. How many years did Adam Gase coach Peyton Manning? Two, was it? One or two? Yeah. And, uh... and, and, and keep in mind, Peyton Manning was already Peyton Manning when Adam Gaze got together with him in Denver. And they, they're, they're, they're an embarrassment. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, I mean, I, you could legitimately say there's no one worse than the NFL. It's unbelievable. It's, it's sad. It really, really is sad. But you know what, though? Uh, it's, it's cold comfort, and I was having this discussion with somebody else the, the other day. Um, just as a side note on all of that, uh, in this century, in, in the 21st century that we're in, um, there have only been five AFC teams out of the 16 that have gone to, that have uh, appeared, gone to uh, back-to-back AFC championship games uh, in this century, that being the Patriots, uh, the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Steelers, and the Jets. So you can hang your hat on that, if for nothing else. But Rex is long gone, so that's... Uh, yeah, but how many of those other teams <laughs> lost both times? Uh, none of them. One, they won. They won one Super Bowl. <laughs> okay. They, they won. So, they they at least no. They actually they won Super Bowls. But I was going to say they at least won one of the of the uh, AFC Championship games. So yeah. There's that. So at that uh, so on that elite list of elite teams, the Jets are on the bottom. This is true. This is true. But <laughs> well, at least they're in go. fifth place if you want to look at it like that. So I I uh, that's. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Bottom 20%. There you Here's go. the thing, though, um, and this is what really worries me, is that uh, who knows if it's going to get any better. You know, I have nothing against Todd Bowles, personally. Right. He's, I didn't, he's done a great job down in, in Tampa with that defense. It's crazy. Yeah, well, that's what he's good at. He's, he's not a great hire for a head coach, and he got four years. Yeah. So who knows what is going to happen with Adam Gaze? Adam Gaze makes you want Todd Bowles back, though, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it makes you want anyone who's actually a good coach. Uh, you know what? I mean, yeah, I pretty I much. Like McCarthy, it was either a money thing. I would have thought it was a control thing. I thought it was a control thing myself. Except I did. it didn't Gaze get kind of the control that I thought McCarthy would have wanted. Well, maybe McCarthy wanted to be. I guess McCarthy wanted to be the GM too. Yeah, he wanted. I think he wanted both, but um, you know, and they were, you know, they were all about Mike McCagnan, and uh, and then Adam Gaze went in there and undermined Mike McCagnan. Now you got Joe Douglas. So yeah, but I mean, this is just the ownership and the regime, and just the carousel and the John Idzik debacle, and uh, you know, they just can't get it right. No, they just can't seem to get it right. So. So here's the, here's my first question of my list of questions, which is right now at two. Uh, who wins first, the Jets or the Giants? Who wins first? Uh, who, who gets who, a win first? Who gets a win first? Well, let's see. The Jets are playing the Colts uh, in Indianapolis. Yep. And um, the Colts just uh, beat up on uh, Minnesota last week. They're one and one. Although that's not necessarily an in, indicative of them being particularly good because Minnesota just does not look good. They don't. They don't. It's not indicative of that. But um, they did look decent. Rivers looks uh, Rivers looks pretty pretty good. Uh, he doesn't look like he did 15 years ago, but uh, who does, though, really? And, of course, as, as we were saying, the Giants are uh, hosting. The Giants are hosting uh, the 49ers. third-string 49ers team. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Giants are actually going to win this week. Um, uh, they're home. Um, the 49ers have, again, a depleted team. Um, they have a lot. They have, what, four or five uh, starters are out. Uh, they're starting uh, two of their starting uh, defensive linemen. Their quarterback, their uh, they're starting uh, running back. Uh, they... Uh, yeah, they're uh, the, the Giants will probably get the first the win first. Um, 
Although I wouldn't be, it wouldn't shock me to see the Giants and the Jets both win the same day. Um, that would not shock me. I would. Uh, stranger things have happened. Um, you would you would look at the Jets and what they've done over the last couple of weeks, and uh, what the uh, Giants have done over the last couple of weeks. Or, I'm sorry, what the Colts have done over the last couple of weeks, and say, oh, there's no way the Jets are beating the Colts in Indy. Uh, but stranger things have happened. Uh, you can you can attest to that. Uh, you've seen strange things. You know when when the yeah. when the Jets come up against a team that they should lose to, uh, especially when it's just a probably lose to. When it's a team that they should lose to, they usually lose. But uh, when it's a team that they should probably lose to, they win, um, or at least they have a I chance to. So I don't see it this week. I think I still think look, the Giants have been close in yeah. both of their losses. I mean neither. Neither one of those games was as close as the score indicated. No. But they were still, you know, in it. They weren't down by, you know, 25 uh, in the, the, you know, middle or the last five minutes of the third quarter. Uh, I think the Giants are going to get a win first. I don't think it's going to be this week, though. I think they, I think the Giants have to learn how to play without Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Uh, who's, who's the guy they got? Uh, Devontae Freeman. He was uh, Freeman. He was the uh, uh, Falcons running back for, for several yeah. years. Yeah, uh, he's pretty good, right? Yeah, he's not Saquon Barkley, but he's not. He's no, no slouch. He's, so, his so I, his uh, know, production has diminished over the years, but he's still a solid back. We'll see what happens. He's a solid back, but he's but he's not. You know, he's they're going to be probably they're going to be a past first team, and San Francisco. As far as I know, still a pretty decent secondary. Yeah, yeah, they're secondary so, as well. Um, uh, uh, Richard Sherman's still Jones out, if I believe, right? More time, Jones should have more time to pass. Right. With the defensive line hurt. Uh, yeah, if if if, Bo- if if Bosa was uh, if Bosa was playing this week, uh, the Giants have absolutely no chance because Daniel Jones yeah. is going to wind up on his ass most of the day, and there's going to be yeah. at least two or three fumbles there. So. But if, if yeah, that's it, right, that's a real. But if Freeman, you know doesn't really give them much and they become a one-dimensional team mm-hmm. i don't think that goes well but no. again they can improve i just i don't think i just don't think it's going to be a win for either of these two new york teams uh this week i'll go with you on that one but i will say that the giants have a better shot of winning this week than i they, think the giants have a better shot at winning and i think they'll get a win first amongst the two teams but i don't think either one of them wins this week gotcha what's your what's your second question Oh, I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, while you uh, mull that over, I just want to bring up the fact that a couple of uh, interesting other uh, picks from uh, last week. Um, wow. I mean, did you see uh, uh, Justin Herbert with the Chargers? Uh, came yeah. After. He looked I mean, good. I didn't see the game, but I, uh, I saw the written kind of recap. And, uh, yeah, that looks like a pretty good pick. I mean, you don't want to put too much into one performance. No, of course not. You know, if you're talking about uh, guys coming out, I mean, certainly uh, uh, he looked good, and uh, Joe Burrow looked good as far as rookie QBs go. So Joe uh, Burrow definitely looked good, yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, I I don't know who did uh, who did Cincinnati play? They played the Browns. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, that actually was a pretty entertaining game. It was a very entertaining I, game. I didn't see it. I heard guys talking about it on the radio. Uh, it turned out to be a pretty interesting and entertaining game between the uh, cellar dwellers. I yeah, think. I got to tell you though, I mean, between uh, as far as the Browns go, Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt, their their running backs are, are are dynamic. I mean, they're really, you know, granted they were playing they the Bengals. They were playing the Bengals. I mean, let's let's call it, let's let's call it what it is. But uh, but they they look good. Uh, they they do look like a, a decent. Uh, tandem back there definitely probably one of the better if not the best tandem set of running backs in the nfl i mean there are better running backs but as far as tandem running backs go uh you know they're they notched that level up a little bit but no uh burrow looked really good burrow looked burrow looked like he's been in the nfl for a while he does not look like he's a rookie quarterback he's 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 he looks seasoned in two games it, it's it's crazy to say that but he does let's just help the organization you know Gives him some people around him and actually tries to build upon success. They really need to. I mean, AJ Green, AJ Green is 135 now, so I mean, they probably need to look into getting another wide receiver uh, <laughs> on the team. Yeah, he's like, uh, um, who's the guy? What was it thinking? Uh, Lofton. Yeah, yeah. James Lofton played till he was 41. <laughs> well, at least it seemed that way. 
Uh, just kind of hung around. But, yeah, they give him some tools and build on it. And maybe, I mean, not that they ever had a huge period of, of former glory, but right. uh, Cincinnati is not without any success. No, I mean, they went to two Super Bowls in the 80s. I mean, it's been forever and a day since then, but still, they they, they went to two Super Bowls in the 80s. Uh, two different quarterbacks, uh, you know. I mean, hey, you know what? Uh, Chris Collinsworth has been doing uh, been doing Sunday night football and, and everything else for many, 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 many years now. He was still playing when Cincinnati went to uh, both of those Super Bowls. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been quite a while. But well, it'd be nice to see the kid get some help. It would be nice to see from the organization. Absolutely. Couple of quick hits here. Um, Drew Brees. Thoughts? It's really too early to say anything about anybody, but he has not looked good. He has not looked good. No. Uh, Is this the beginning of the end for Drew Brees? I guess that's my second question. I think uh, my my take. Uh, Drew Brees um, looked. He looked decent the first week. Um, yeah, you know, he did not look Drew Brees esque, if you will, but he looked decent. Uh, solid enough for the game they were playing the uh, in week one uh, against the Bucks, um, and the Bucks had a good defense, uh, you know. And I mean, you know, Brady is still Brady, you know, is the battle of the ageless quarterbacks, I suppose, if you want to call it that. But he he, he, he looked, was outplayed by Derek Carr this week. He he definitely oh he definitely got outplayed by Derek Carr. And and Carr Carr has that ability at you know to kind of pop up. But the Raiders seem to be revitalized. Uh, in Vegas, but you know, Carr has that ability, and he has these games where he just sort of shows you the brilliance that that you know flashes of the brilliance that people sort of expected from him when he was drafted. Mm-hmm. So I don't know whether he can continue it or not is another question. But I tend to think, look, Breeze is on the downside. Um, I mean, he's look if if he's what forty one, Tom Brady's forty three. I think yes. If it wasn't for Brady, it would be going, Breeze, what the heck is he doing even in the league at 41 years old? Right, right. right. Bra- Bra- Brady's leaving the door open for everybody else to stay in longer is what he's doing. So, Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're chasing the you know, the goat, and you, you know, you're like, oh, i got to play at least two more years to play until uh, the same age as, as Brady, I guess it's incentive. But this might be... This, this might be the beginning of the end, but again, it's it's too early to to really. It's it, it's too early to tell. I I you know what? Anything can happen. It can change. He could have just had a bad day. Like I said, he looked solid enough in week one. Week two, he definitely got outplayed by David Carr. He looked decent in the beginning of the game, but it just didn't it just didn't continue throughout the game. Um, yeah. It just was not that. And and he's got you know I mean they're home, but you know he's got uh he's got Aaron Rodgers. More on that game later. But uh, you know he's got Aaron Rodgers coming into um, the stadium down in uh, New Orleans, uh, looking and, very, very good, and looking ridiculous. Yeah, more on that game later. But uh, you know, I mean, he could be looking at a one and two start. You know, and I, I personally think uh, that no matter what happens, I'm sure he obviously wants to win his second Super Bowl and go out on top. But something tells me that. You know, uh, barring anything unforeseen, a really good run, and he just misses it again, and he's revitalized by the end of the season, which could very well happen because that normally does happen to Drew Brees. But um, barring something that in in that effect, uh, I think this is. I think you'll see Drew Brees retire after this year, one way or the other. Yeah. Well, uh, look, it, it really, and if that happens, you know, you really kind of look back at getting screwed at the playoffs the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, think, oh, man. But, you know, if you, could he, if you just – I mean, if, if – horrendous call. Uh, the one of – you've got to put it right in the top three, I think, of worst calls ever. Maybe a tie with a lot of others. Uh, the, the non-pass interference call a couple of years ago that dropped – that knocked him out, right, against the uh, Rams, I guess it was. There's a Rams, yeah. And then, you know, they change the rule, and then they still get screwed over the next year. And you go, boy, if Brees could have gone maybe to just one more Super Bowl, although I think we talked about this before, he'll definitely get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But uh, if he retires this year, uh, and, you know, just kind of this is the end for him, he's going to feel doubly bad for getting kind of screwed twice, that whole team, but uh, especially uh, Drew Brees. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree with that. He should have been, he, he should have went to, and even if they didn't win him, I mean, let's 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 be honest. I mean, last year, I don't think they were beating, uh, they were beating the Chiefs, and they certainly, uh, no, I don't think they were. And, the, and, and I don't think they were beating the, the Patriots the year before, so. Um, but, hey. Um, 
but just getting it, maybe getting in there one more time. All right. Um, let's just go back to the um, AFC East. Obviously, the Jets and the, the Dolphins are not good. No. We talked in our in the long teaser about uh, that division being Buffalo's to lose. Right. Uh, I sort of hedged my bet by saying, yeah, I, I kind of agree with that, but you have to take it away from New England. Now, obviously, they I don't think they can continue the same sort of uh, offensive presence. Uh, you know, you, you're going to get Cam Newton killed if you keep uh, running him that much. He's got, three, he's got three more games if you keep that up. Yeah, but he's looking pretty good, and they did – lose this past week but you know they were stopped on a, a short run they were right there they would have won the game if they'd gotten into the end zone yeah I, I... and new england look we know that ken doesn't have any weapons around him but you've got arguably the greatest coach to ever coach the game newton is rejuvenated and you know it's not going to stay the same they're going to find somebody on waivers they're going to make a trade they're going to pull somebody out of a hat and they're going to find someone who's either going to run the ball or going to turn out to a great receiver because that's what Belichick does. He gets the most out of players that you may have never even heard their names. And the Patriots are going to get better. So I think for the time being, they're going to be chasing Buffalo uh, for the conceivable rest of the season as far as the division title goes. But uh, listen, one misstep and Jared Allen misses a couple games and you might have the Patriots ended up winning this division anyway. This is true. This is true. I definitely still think it's Buffalo's to lose. They keep playing like they're playing. Hey, you know, they're, they're, they're playing ridiculously good football right now. Yeah. It's, One uh, thing about that, though, who did they play? This is true. I was just going to say, they only play the Jets and the Dolphins. Let's see what happens this week, you know, but. Yeah, but Josh Allen does look really, really good. Um, other other quick things. Um, anything you want to say about Brady in Tampa Bay? He's. Just give him a little more time. Yeah, he's an old man. I mean, he it's, hard, really, it's hard to judge, right? It's hard to judge. It really is. I, I mean, I, I, I honestly, uh, you put you put weapons around Cam. Uh, I think that the Patriots can actually do something. Uh, I think the Bucks can, but I don't know how far that'll take them. I don't think either of them are getting getting close to the Super Bowl by any means. But um, no, I don't think so, yeah. it's possible they both get into the playoffs to actually drive that uh, that intrigue. Uh, into hmm, I wonder what would happen if you know, but right. um, but it's never going to happen. Uh, both teams are, uh, uh, you know, the Bucks. The Bucks are a decent team. Uh, you know, they got weapons. They're solid. They're a solid team. They're not. They're not. You know, they're not the Packers. They're not. That's the problem. Though. They're not the Packers. They're not the Seahawks. Um, but they're a solid team. So you know, if they're right there, sure, can they beat them in a playoff game? Absolutely. It depends on where the playoff game is and. Who you know what? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a, right. You get hot at the right time. Exactly. You get a lucky bounce. You get a, a nice tip, and the game can turn. Yeah, you keep the game close. You get the ball last. You, you you can win the game, and and that's really what it boils down to. Yep, that's exactly right. That's well, that's how you win Super Bowls. That's exactly. Um, NFC East, uh, Philly. What uh, is it? Just a bad offensive line. Uh, I, I mean, is that the secret to their problems or the key to their problems because they have looked absolutely terrible. Carson Wentz has looked absolutely terrible and it doesn't take long for the kind and generous and good hearted people of Philly to turn on a player and or a team. Although they will love their Eagles forever. They will mercilessly boo them. Oh, please. And Carson Wentz, if he doesn't, if he doesn't get it together, will be persona non grata in that city. Absolutely. It takes about 3.5 seconds for Philly to turn on their team. And, you know, they'll love them forever, but yeah, that's, uh, I mean, they, they make me look like <laughs> I'm, I'm all smiles and happy rainbows on and sunshine on Sundays uh, with the giants, but it's crazy what's going on. You didn't think that would be happening, but I think it has a lot to do with the offensive line. Yeah. This seems to be the, the year of the lousy offensive line. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. It definitely does. Which, does I, that potentially open the door for the New York football giants. Can they figure it out enough? Or are we going to maybe, I mean, is Philly going to get it together? If they don't, are the Cowboys going to run away with it? I wouldn't be shocked to see 
the top. Well, the Cowboys are going to be at the top of the division. They just are because they have the weapons and they have Mike McCarthy and they're not, they're not, they're not going anywhere anytime soon. Are they getting far? Probably not. They, they've, they, you know, uh, I, I certainly as a Giants fan, uh, hope not, but, um, but are they, do I think they're going to get far? No. Um, but they're going to be at the top of the division. I think, I think Washington could be your second place team in this division this year. And granted, granted, that's based on one game against the against the Eagles, but it's tough. I mean, they got shellacked by Arizona. Kyler Murray, another young man who's looking pretty, uh, pretty NFL uh, ready and savvy. Absolutely, and at a young age. And I don't, th- I don't think that was more. I don't think that was Washington just being a bad team and letting you know, letting the Cardinals shellack them. I think that was the Cardinals being a, being a solid playoff team. I, I do. Uh, I think they're right there. The NFC West is an amazing division right now. I think, you, you know, it's 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 quite possible you you might even see the 49ers at the bottom of that division this year. You know, depending on the the injuries and everything else, obviously that count taken into account. All right, last uh, quick hit for me for the from the NFL. Have the Falcons cemented their reputation as one of the biggest choke artists in the history of the game? Yes. I'm I I watched that. I didn't. I did not see it live. I heard about it, and it left me. When I heard the description of it, it left me puzzled. And I went, "I what? What actually happened here? I have to look." And so I looked up and I saw the video, and I went, and I, I, I and I'm a Cowboys fan. That's my NFC team. Uh, Jets number one overall, but as far as a second team that I root for, it's the the Dallas Football Cowboys. Uh, I fell in love with them when they were America's team in the 70s. I admit it. Go ahead. Trash me. Make fun of me. Romo, whatever. I've done care. it before, and I'll do it like, later, but go ahead. That was an amazing. What? What are you? What? Falcons. Hey, what were you doing? I feel bad. I feel bad for them, but I also kind of like, you got to learn from your mistakes, boys. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And uh, that onside kick, I mean, I don't know what those... It's like the ball uh, hypnotized. Uh, seriously, I mean, they don't have to wait for the ball to go 10 yards. Only Dallas did. <laughs> you know, fall on the damn ball. What were you? What were, why were you watching the Dallas player watch the ball? <laughs> you know, you're just waiting until he was able to get it at 10 yards and then tackle him so he didn't run? Maybe, it didn't make any sense. Maybe they want to... Give him at least a shot at getting it. For fairness sake, I don't know. That's just a huge, huge brain fart. You just can't make... Which And it's such a shame because, again, they've looked pretty good. But then when it comes down to just uh, one of the most baffling plays ever. Um, Do you want to do some picks? Yeah, let's do some picks. Let's do some picks. All right. Uh, What are we going to do? We're going to pick the locals. Oh, no, the night games. Let's pick the locals and the night games. We're going to do the Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night. The locals we pretty much already did. We both pretty much already both have resided ourselves to the fact that neither team is going to win this week, although we both said that the Giants do stand a better chance of beating the 49ers than the Jets uh, home than the Jets do of beating the Colts on the road. Um, so we can leave that at that. But let's pick the, uh, let's pick the night games. Let's pick the Thursday, Sunday night, and, and Monday night games. So Thursday night. We have Dolphins at the Jaguars. The 0-2 Dolphins versus the 1-1 Jaguars. Jaguars are home. I'll take the Jags. You're taking the Jags? Yeah, I think the Dolphins will get a little bit better over the course of the season. That's not really going out on a limb. Most teams get a little bit better. But they suck bad. Yeah, they do. And the Jaguars, uh, they're kind of a, I don't know anything about them. They're kind of a mystery. So, uh, So I'll pick them. I'm going to I'm I'm gonna, I'm going to go I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to say that the Dolphins actually figure out a way to score a little bit more than they have been scoring in the last couple of weeks, and um, and hold the Jaguars in the interim to to a little bit of a lower score. I think it'll be a close game, uh, but I think the Dolphins will win. All right. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, Sunday night we have the Packers and Saints. The Packers are two and zero. The Saints are one and one. The Saints are home. I'll let you pick that one first. Well, I'm going to go with, uh, as you said, uh, you are a Jets fan, uh, bar none, but your second team is the Dallas Cowboys. I'm a Giants fan, bar none, but my second team is the Green Bay Packers. I will 
be a homer in that particular game and also be a little bit of a realist and look at the way the Saints have played, um, the fact that Michael Thomas is still out, um, the fact that Drew Brees isn't what he is, and the fact that Aaron Rodgers obviously has something to prove this year. Um, and the way he's playing, it's it's as good, if not better, than his, one or both of his MVP years. So I'm definitely taking the Packers on the road. Yeah. I, I, do you know what is what is Rodgers' contract situation? Do you, do you know that offhand? I don't. Um, I believe I, – I don't think it's up this year, but I think he's just seeing the handwriting on the wall with them signing love out of the uh, – uh, in the uh, first round of the draft it was the first round, right? They took him a first round. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's seeing he's seeing the same uh, he's seeing the same dynamic as uh, as him and and Favre uh, back in the day. So. Uh, yep. Um, well, and then listen, and that's the way the the business is. You sure. Know, it's what have you done for me lately? Although it seems a little bit premature. Right. This year, I think for him is just one big middle finger to the organization. You should have waited a year, basically. I think he's yeah, pretty much and try and prove. So, uh, boy, I would like to uh, uh, say uh, well, New Orleans is going to get this one together. They're at home. Breeze is going to rally a little bit, uh, but I don't think it's going to happen. I got to go Green Bay as well. All right. And then uh, Monday. <laughs> Monday is the. Uh, I'm going to say the Baltimore. AFC Championship game halfway. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to call yeah. it that way. Um, yeah, Chiefs, 2-0 Chiefs versus the 2-0 Ravens in Baltimore. You you take it this time. Uh, let me see. Now, the Chiefs needed a last-second field goal to win last week, correct? I think I remember that. They did, in overtime. Uh, they needed a, They needed to... Uh, they needed to uh, um, get into overtime first, uh, tie it up, and then they uh, and then they got into overtime uh, and won oh, right, it. Right, right, right. And won it. And yeah. and and hey, uh, you know what? Uh, Butker uh, kicked <laughs> three fifty-plus yard field goals in a row. Uh, if you uh, I don't know whether you did see yeah, it or and not. Only the, and only the last one counted. This is true. Yeah, fifty-three yarder, <laughs> and then it was a false start, so it was a fifty-eight yarder, and then he iced him, and then another fifty-eight yarder. Uh, I mean that is that is a guy who is either fire fire poker hot mm-hmm. or he is made of ice. Yeah, I, I and think, I think this doesn't work on it. I think it's the latter. I think it's, it's the latter. Like, yeah, well, okay, I'll kick it. Boom, we're done. Wait, what? False start. That's nah, five yards longer. Okay, I'll kick it. Wait, what? No, we gotta do it again. All right, I'll I'll do it again. Mm. Yeah. Well, that ice water, that, um, totally ice water. That first one he kicked, the fifty-three yarder, the way the way uh, that ball was traveling, it was still it was still going straight when it went through the higher end of the uprights. I think that thing would have been good from sixty-five plus yards. Yeah, that might have been a. Um, oh well, uh, what's his name? The guy with half a foot. He's not the record holder anymore. Uh, that was Dempsey, uh, Tom Dempsey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jason Elam tied it at sixty-three, and Matt Prater. Broke it. It's uh, 64 yards is the record now. Good call. Very good. See, this is you know stuff. <laughs> I forget stuff. I, um, yeah, you know, KC, they looked mortal. And they did. as usual, though, they turned it on when they needed to, and that is the beauty of Pat Mahomes. Um, I'm going uh, to take Baltimore. You are. Yeah, I think uh, – you know, I think KC is it's it's, and we talked about this before too. It's largely the same team as last year, but it's tough to keep it going. And everybody's gunning for you, and everybody's had an off season to figure out how to beat you. And um, you're the Super Bowl champions, and they're still great. And still, it's theirs to lose as far as getting to the Super Bowl. I think we agree on that. We definitely agree on that. Yes. Uh, but I think Baltimore is. Um, Getting better. They're learning, too. They have extra time. Uh, this is a new season, and uh, I think they're going to win this one. Um, that's interesting. We're not picking against the spread, right? No, no, no. Straight up. Okay. Um, yeah, I, 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 I tend to agree with you, but I still say that somehow that Mahomes magic, I think it was just a down week. I think it was a new uh, rookie uh, rookie uh, quarterback in in uh, in Herbert. Um, coming in right. and uh, them maybe screwing around with the defense a little bit. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think uh, I think the Chiefs actually bounce back. I mean, I look at the way. Here's the thing. I look at the way the Chiefs played the Texans in Week One. I look at the way the Ravens played the Texans in Week Two. Um, I think the Chiefs had a little bit, maybe not much, but a little bit better of a game against the Texans than the Ravens did uh, the first week. Than the Ravens did against them the second week. And you got to remember the Ravens uh, got their first win against the Browns. So, uh, and they just annihilated the Browns. But again, they were home and it was the Browns. So, um, which could be true of a lot of teams. This is very true. <laughs> they get their first win against the Browns. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, the first, the first few weeks, you don't really see a shakeout in uh, who wins and who loses. Did I, uh, did I firm that up uh, when I said that, by the way, um, that I'm going with the Chiefs? Yeah, going with the Chiefs. All right, so we agree 49ers, Colts, Green Bay. We differ. You got Miami, I got the Jags, you got the Chiefs, and I got the Ravens. That's correct. All right, so here's what I think we'll do, if, if, assuming if you think it's a good idea. Uh, heads will be the home team, tails will be the away team. That works for me. Heads is home, tails is right, away. so I'm going to flip for the Thursday night game, and that's Miami against Jacksonville. And it came up. Oh, that was a terrible flip. All right, let me give you a good one here. Do another flip. There we go. Came up tails. Dolphins. So he goes with Miami. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next up is uh, what? Uh, let's do the finish the night games out, and then we'll do it together. So Packers, okay. Saints. So we got uh, Packers and the Saints. Saints are at home. And he's going with Green Bay. He's going with Green Bay, so Packers. Smart cookie. Look at that. And then Monday night, KC at Baltimore, Baltimore home. And he's he agrees with me. Well, the coin does. Well, the coin agrees and with me. Picking the Ravens. There you go. And then uh, Giants are hosting San Francisco. Giants are home, so the quarter says. Quarter says. Ooh. Quarters says the Giants. Wow. <laughs> Quarters picking against us. All right. And then uh, the Jets against whoever. <laughs> Colts. Indy's home in that one, right? Indy's home in that one. Yeah, he's picking the Colts. He's picking the Colts. All right. All right. So we, we agree. We all agree on the Colts. We all agree on Green Bay. Um, he's the outlier on the Giants. I'm the outlier on Miami Jacksonville, and you're the outlier. You're the lone man taking KC. Taking KC. You got to love KC. I mean, hey, we're Mets fans. They're probably going to win. We're Mets fans, and Mahomes' father pitched for us. So, you know, I mean, come on. Yeah, there we go. There you go. (laughs) All right. uh, Speaking of the Mets, how much much time do we have here? Oh, we got a little bit more. Um... I don't know what to say about the Mets. Uh, you can say what you want about the Mets. I haven't been paying that much attention. What did DeGrom have the other night? 14 strikeouts? DeGrom had a lot of strikeouts the other night, and he lost. It's a typical DeGrom start. I mean, you know, what do you really what, what do you really want from it? <laughs> That's what it really boils down Will he win the Cy Young? I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. When it comes right down to it, he has – his numbers are right on board with I, – I think it's coming down to they, – they've thrown you Darvish in there as a name for the NL Cy Young – um, I think it's coming down to DeGrom and, and uh, Trevor Bauer with the Reds. Um, and his numbers are, are comparable with Trevor Bauer's. Uh, they are uh, a couple numbers on Trevor Bauer's are incrementally better. A couple numbers on DeGrom's are incrementally better. But um, I think Bauer doesn't have as many starts, though, right? Bauer has one less start. I think he's, I, I, he's going to wind up with one less start. But you got to remember, uh, the NL East is actually surprisingly tough or at least tougher than the NL Central. And since 40 of the 60 games that both teams played this year were against the NL uh, Central uh, and, and NL East, uh, respectively. Uh, you know what? I mean, there's, there's got to be a little bit of that taken into account, too, for, uh, for, uh, for his uh, Cy Young candidacy. Um, I said before when you and I were talking pre teaser that uh you know there are and and you mentioned it too there are a lot of people out there uh there are certain people out there that will want to not see him get a third Cy Young in a row just because it's his third Cy Young in a row right but um 
I, I, I think he's deserving of it. Do I think he's going to get it? No, I think Trevor Bauer's going to get it. That's my pick. Now, do you think that's, will that be because legitimate feelings that Bauer deserves it? Because it will it be more of that, or will it be more because of bias against Degrom getting a third in a row? I think it's a little of both. I think it's a little of both. I think I think if Trevor Bauer's numbers were a little less, and they were right in there, and you could make a case for him, but it wasn't Degrom's third Cy Young, I think Degrom would get it. Um, I think Bauer's numbers are right in line with Degrom's. Some of them a little bit better incrementally, but some of them a little bit better. Um, that shellac and he got uh, a couple of starts ago. Uh, in the in the uh, second inning before he he left the game or third inning was it before he left the game, um, when his ERA rose over two, and yeah, now, now it sits him. at two fourteen. That that hurt him. If that didn't happen, uh, I I'd be saying that it's Degrom's to to lose again. Um, but that bringing his ERA over two, where Trevor Bowers is still under two, I think that right there, regardless of the teams he played, uh, I think that's going to get Trevor Bauer the nod uh and and for that sake and also for that reason i should say and also for the reason that uh it's it's degrom's third you know i said it before i said to you before um there are going to be a couple of people that you know degrom could have had third could have went 30 and 0 in 60 games and had a uh, an era of 0.001 and they're going to say no he doesn't get it because it's his third you know yeah there's going to be right like we talked about this there's those guys that go uh uh, no one gets in unanimously ever. I don't care how great they are. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Everybody else voted for him. I'm voting against him just for the fact, just just for yeah. uh, general purpose. You know. And if you get a handful of those guys, then um, you know that that can uh, you know they don't realize if they don't collude. Literally, if they don't collude. They don't realize. Well, I'm doing it. This guy's doing it, and that guy's doing it, and that guy's doing it. And all of a sudden, you got a guy who obviously should be, you know, carried into the Hall of Fame. Uh, losing, you know, however, a dozen first place votes because of that that kind of stubbornness. Exactly, exactly. What is your what are your what's your pick? What do you think? Where do you think he's going with that? Uh, I think I think the Grom's going to get it. You do? Yeah, I don't think the wins and losses is going to matter much, right? no. Because nobody is you know twenty and four or anything like that. It hasn't right. the last couple of years, and it's certainly not going to matter this year because of that. Right, certainly not going to matter this year. Uh, if you talk, I mean, if you want to talk about who's keeping their team in it as far as starting pitchers go, I mean, you could talk about you, Darvish, obviously, and Bauer. I guess it's, it's got a five hundred record. I think, right? Is it? I, I believe he does. Again, not not that it really matters, but I think. I mean. If you if you take each of those pitchers off the team, who's gonna, which which team is going to fare the more worster? <laughs> Without you know, and you can say, well, the Mets wouldn't make it. Any, they're not making it anyway. They're not making it with him, so he's not the difference maker. Right. But if he wasn't there, they'd be even that much further down. I mean, and again, they don't score any runs for him, and so it's he she he ought to have more wins than he has. But I mean, they they'd be unwatchable. Yeah. They be they would be unwatchable. Um, yeah, you know what? I I hope you're right. I hope I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I I, I agree with your cynicism. Yeah, I, I I think that's. But I'm gonna pick the drama anyway. I, I I hope you're right. I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're right. Well, let me ask you this real quick: Are you ready to jump on the San Diego Padres bandwagon with me? I could. I could be convinced. They're too. in the playoffs. I could be convinced too. They're in the playoffs. They're fun to watch. Mm-hmm. They're going against the Dodgers. No one likes the Dodgers. Who likes the Dodgers? There's two people in L.A. who like the Dodgers. <laughs> and a couple guys, a couple of, you know, 98-year-olds in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, San Diego, man, it's a popular bandwagon. Jump on, they're fun, they bash home runs, they find ways to win. They got cool uniforms. I mean, who else are you going to root for in the, in the National League? This is true, this is true. I don't... Uh... Cubs, please. No, not happening. Yeah, they won. We don't have to root for them anymore. Dodgers, no. No, not happening. Can't root for the Braves. No, that, that's in that's You root for anyone else in the East. No, you don't root for anybody in the East. I might be convinced too. We, we'll have to discuss that more uh, once everything's solidified next week. Uh, I think that'll be a good uh, tipping point baseball-wise next week to uh, talk about, and we can even uh, bring Harry Lugnuts into that fold with, uh, you know, um, you know, since he uh, since he lives not too far away from Coors Field, uh, out in Denver, out there, um, and he might 
shed some light. Although, even though he does live not too far away from Coors Field in Denver, he is a staunch Yankee fan. So he will uh, he will definitely give us his Bronx take on things as well. So next week, we'll talk more about the Padres, possibly bandwagon, um, and who else is in the playoff picture for that. And we'll talk more about hockey, and we'll, talk, uh, uh, we'll see where the hockey playoffs and the basketball yeah. playoffs are at that point in time. Um, uh, just real quick, I like the Lightning. Why not? Why not? The hell with Dallas. And uh, boy, Miami. would love to see Miami in the finals. How do you root for Dallas? Who's the, the Dallas star? Dallas hockey? Yeah, Those things don't go together. There's no hockey in Dallas. There's no crying in baseball. There's no hockey they, in Dallas. They were Minnesota, right? They were Minnesota. Yeah, they were the. Uh, they they were, didn't change the name. They well, they took the well, north. They the took the north off. So. Star right, the star fits for Dallas too, right? Because right. they were the North Stars in Minnesota. They moved to Dallas, took the North off Stars. Yeah. Hockey in Dallas. That's Dallas is like in the middle of nowhere. There's not even any water near Dallas. They have to import the ice. Yeah, so uh, now let's go with Tampa Bay. Why not? Do we have a minute to talk about number 40? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. I forgot to mention at the end of the football segment. So I, we were talking earlier, just uh, getting ready for the show, and I happened to notice on my phone uh, that uh, Gail Sayers has passed away at the age of 77. You know, I, I have a friend who uh, he's, a, he's a sports professional and knows a lot more about sports than I do. He's, uh, he's on the radio, actually. I don't want to say his name, but uh, his philosophy about the Hall of Fame, and, and he, this is a guy who knows the stats and knows the teams and all that, so he knows what he's talking about. His, his, his philosophy for the Hall of Fame is you, you say the player's name to him, and it's a knee-jerk reaction, either yep or no. Either he's in the Hall of Fame, he's a Hall of Famer, or should be, or will be, or not. And he says once you have to start really comparing and looking at stats and thinking about it too much, then he doesn't belong in. That, that's just the way he looks at it. I kind of feel that way about players that you might say are all-time greats. And when you talk about all-time great NFL running backs, I mean, you, you can say names like Jim Brown, Sweetness, Barry Sanders, Emmitt Smith. I mean, he's the all-time leader. You kind of got to put him in there. Sure. Uh, you know, however much you want to say, well, well, that came from longevity, whatever. He's still on top. As far as his yard. And then, you know, there's, other guys sort of on the fringes and stuff. Um, you know, Dickerson, you know, he was different than anybody before him. You know, he had a different kind of style and stuff. Yep. Um, Marshall Falk has always been just an amazing player. OJ. Sure. You know, OJ was like no, nothing that anybody had seen. If he hadn't stopped to become a movie star, he would have, you know, he might, he, might be, he might be the guy on top. Um, and then you think about, Gale Sayers, but, but all those guys, for me, that knee-jerk reaction, they're all-time greats. And Gale Sayers, there's no question. And you don't have to – I don't even know what his stats are. I know they're nowhere near the, the top of the list as far as yards or anything go. Uh, I know he had a lot of touchdowns. He didn't play for that long. But... He, he just missed 5,000 rushing yards. It was 4,956 4, 4, 4, yards, yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't matter with Gale Sayers. No. To me, that guy – knee-jerk, you say Gale Sayers, all-time great. Keep in mind, he also had over 3,000 return yards, too. Because he did it all. He did it all. Yeah, he was, he was, a, he was a specialist in many fields. Mm-hmm. And just one of the great human beings uh, as well. Again, I didn't know him personally, but everything I've read about him, uh, he was just a great guy. Sure, and, absolutely. Uh, the Kansas Comet. Kansas Comet. And look, I think, uh, I think he led, did he lead the league in rushing, I think, in... Uh, I guess it was six twice sixty nine, but after coming back from the injury. Afterwards, yes, yeah, sixty six he led it, and and coming back in sixty nine he led it again. Yeah, he, he became a different, he became more of a a power runner mm-hmm. because he didn't, you know, kind of have that that same lateral movement. He didn't have the same moves. And boy, you think if only we'd had a little bit more of the medical technology that we have now back then. Yep. And that was an injury that he could have come back fully from, and then sure. It, he might have been the greatest of all time. I think I say that about a lot of guys. Career career highlights go on and on. I mean, four time Pearl Bowler, you know, uh, five time first team All Pro. Uh, he when he when he when he won his second rushing title in '69, he was also the comeback player of the year, rookie of the year his rookie year in '65. Um, you know, he was on the uh, '60s All Decade team. He was on the NFL 75th anniversary All Time team, the 100th anniversary All Time team last year. 
uh, you know, it's it's it goes on and on. Yeah, all time great. Sorry to find out that he's gone. Yeah, it's such a shame. All right, okay, folks, we're gonna wrap it up now. All right, like we we're saying before, next week on the show, we're gonna talk about uh, the uh, baseball playoffs. Um, the 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 seating will be will be decided by then. Um, you know, if there's something interesting happening over the weekend with a team or two that weren't going to make it or we thought we're going to make it and are not now, we might, uh, there might be another uh, emergency podcast, so to speak. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. We'll announce anything that we're going to do with that. So, but other than that, uh, next week, i uh, got a lot to talk about. Obviously, week three uh, coming up, uh, starting tomorrow night with, uh, with Miami and Jacksonville, the Battle of the uh, Florida Turnpike, as it were. And then we got... Uh, so plenty of football to talk about. We got, like I said, baseball playoffs, uh, basketball and hockey. We'll see where we are at that point. We got a bunch of segments, a bunch of new segments that we're going to introduce into the show uh, with Harry Lugnuts coming on next week with us. You guys should look forward to that. Like I said, um, again, the website is loggerroom.com, L-E-G-E-R-R-O-O-M.com. And of course, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are all at The Logger Room. Uh, this was a good first podcast. What do you think, Pete? Yeah, listen, uh, like the uh, regular sports scene was dominated by the NFL. Sure. Uh, a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Pretty good. Listen, we're, we're getting our feet wet uh, doing this, and uh, we'll improve. And I promise next week I will learn the name of a San Diego Padre. Fernando Tatis? Junior. Junior, yes, of course. There we go. See? I'm a fan. Hey, there you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, folks. <laughs> Uh, we'll wrap it up, folks. Thanks for listening. Uh, definitely pay attention uh, to anything upcoming. We'll, we'll post it on Facebook. Uh, pay attention to um, anything that's going to pop up between now and next week. And, of course, every Wednesday night, we're going to be recording our podcast. We'll do our video on first on Facebook. Check it all out. And we're glad we're, uh, we're glad you're listening to us. And we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Peace.